Okay, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the third episode of Spiked, the OTL football podcast. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Robert Vona. How you doing, Rob? Splendid. Great I'm doing word. great. Like that word, Rob. Great. Thank you. Um, yeah. On this episode, I'm I'm also pleased to be joined by uh, two guests that uh, me and Rob know very well. Uh, we have the uh, founder of OTL uh, and co-host of Blue Jays Way, Curtis Martin. How's it going, Curtis? Hey, I think you're missing a very important part of my title and residence Falcons fan. Curtis oh, Martin. yes, so of course, I'm, of course. I, I am hyped for this. And also, I disagree. I'm just going to preface this podcast. I disagree with everything Nate says entirely. Wow, it's like just, the, just I, gonna, haven't even said anything. Just, just going to start off that. I haven't that even gone my intro I, yet. In this I know. I, I was going to say I haven't even introduced Nate yet. It's <laughs> brutal. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Curtis jumped the gun here a little bit, but uh, yeah. Also, I'm joined by a fellow OTL contributor and host of uh, the OTL layup line, uh, Nate Kennedy. What's going on, Nate? Oh, not, not much, man. I mean, very uh, hearty, hearty, healthy welcome from uh, Curtis there, making me feel right at home. Um, I'm also I'm also a fan of a certain team that happens to play in the same division, that being the Carolina Panthers. So I understand his animosity, but I mean, it's tough to sit there and uh, sit there and speak when uh, when you happen to blow a pretty sizable lead to a team that Jack's a fan of. So, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, at least we're off in our Super Bowl game. Yeah, like. If Man, we could I, take an over under on the amount of times that we bring up the blown too, lead, by too the many Falcons, times. And I think the I would thing put is, I, my literal house on the over. I used to bring it up a lot, and then I stopped bringing it up, and then Curtis started bringing it up. So that's, that's not even true. That's that's not true. In the chats, you guys always bring it up. I don't bring it up. Mm. Mm. You're gonna dispute that. I'm wearing a hat, but I smell cap. Anyway, let's let's get all right. Well, yeah, <laughs> this is this is a shambles start. So, for anyone who's familiar with uh, OTL and the the previous uh, OTL podcast, um, we're kind of getting the band back together here. We we did quite a few episodes, unfortunately. With, uh, yeah, <laughs> with, with this lineup. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis uh, doesn't even want to be here, man. He's just no, like, no, no, no. I, I, Curtis's demise. Cur- Curtis was willing together. to basically off his cat to not attend today. So <laughs> I, I don't know where we're standing. That, that says a lot about what yeah. OTL stands for. I, 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 requested <laughs> my, I, I, I requested in my contract that uh, I do not work with Nate after the OTL podcast is disbanded, but here we are. How? So. See, I wanted to hop on for some like family friendly banter, and this is wow. I, wow. Well, I, we, I we have some, we have some family banter lined up. It's just a matter of, you know, matter of we actually getting there. Get it <laughs> yeah. It's a matter of time. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll let you get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll yeah. shut up. Yeah. All right. So for this week on uh, Spiked, we decided to kind of take a step back from, you know, actual football coverage and talk about kind of, some of the things just surrounding the world of football, because, you know, our football team at OTL has been doing extensive coverage coverage on uh, the NFL draft, which you can go check out on the site. Quick plug. Mainly, and, mainly just uh, Jacob. So we're just going to be talking yeah. about mainly just Jacob. Shout out Jacob with a, with a few. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I should, I should have mentioned that. It, Jacob's been doing extensive coverage on the draft <laughs> and we kind of hopped in a little bit, but today we're going to be taking a step back and we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that's going on in the world of football. So one of the 
big, big topics that's been looming around for a couple of weeks now is what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk saying that he's not on exactly on the best terms with the GM, with the head coach, and it's even seeming to like seep through the team. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts? What do you, what do you, where do you guys stand really on the whole situation? Well, I mean, it's not really, it's not really rocket science to see that they're not on the same page. I mean, Goon to Goon's going out and signing Bortles yesterday. I mean, I, I don't know how you take that other than Rogers being out of town. I mean, how do you, how do you possibly sit there after drafting a, yet another player who isn't a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, that being Jordan Love. And then you double down on that by taking another quarterback onto your roster with one of, if not the best quarterback in the league right now, statistically in Aaron Rodgers. I, this move makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know why you're so willing to cut ties with a guy who's given so much to your franchise. I mean, Green Bay has had the cream of the crop when it comes to quarterbacks for the last 50 years plus. I mean, we have it right here, but far Bart Starr and now Rogers. But I, uh, I, I just don't. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, how do you? How are you so willing to push a guy like that out of the building and go to another team who's going to basically give away all your secrets and basically give you all, everything you could possibly want about the Packers? I mean, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This move doesn't make much sense. It's it's a lot of animosity that shouldn't be there to begin with, especially considering how good Rodgers is at the game of football. Um, but he's going to go to a team who wants him, and he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. He's going to basically be able to play the Tom Brady role, kind of chess master. And I'm, I'm, exci- I'm excited to see where it is. I think it's going to be the Broncos, but, I mean, I think it could be a bunch of different destinations. I, I'm honestly still not convinced that he's moving. I think there's still time. And I also think that, you know, sure – uh, Bortles in the past has been a starting QB, but he hasn't been a very good one. So in my opinion, he's just uh, security just in case things don't work out. I don't think he, I don't think they want him to be their starting quarterback. Like that's not what they want. They want uh, Aaron Rodgers to stay. They're not the ones kicking him out the door. Aaron Rodgers, which I completely understand is the one that wants to leave. And I mean, that's by like, I, I mean, I don't know if Jack was going to get into this, but like he puts, he put in our notes, you know, nine of the last 10 first round picks from Green Bay were defensive players, like not even an old lineman. Like I can understand, like, you know what? We'll draft a couple defensive players and then draft an old lineman to protect him. Like that makes sense. But like the fact that you, uh, you drafted one, one wide receiver for one of the, I'd say top five quarterbacks in the NFL through the last, like, I don't know, decade. I think that's safe to say is kind of ridiculous. And that's why he hasn't won a chip yet. I mean, it's, it's kind of that simple, right? Like, I don't know how else to put it besides the fact that, you know, when you don't have a supporting cast, football is one of those games where you can't just have one guy carry your team all the way to, to a chip. So, yeah. Um, just to chime in, quick asterisk Rodgers actually does have a Super Bowl. Um, one, yeah. Yeah, 2010, I think. <laughs> Against um, the Steelers. <laughs> tough. Tough bounce. It's just, yeah, I, I just don't know. As much as as much contention as there is between the front office and Rogers, I mean, you kind of just have to take his individual talent as being more than more than uh, enough value, so to speak, than to make a move like that. Like, I don't think I don't think getting a like making the move to get Bortles is necessarily for security. I think it's kind of ushering him out the door. I think because see, they've had plenty of time to work things out, and I mean, we've had we've been reported or we've seen but, reports on but this have in, like, they various months. What do you mean? I don't, th- I don't think, I think the rumors only start since the draft and it's only been like what a week and a half since the draft, two weeks. Well, I mean, depends, depends on what you consider the extent of the rumors. I mean, it was really since like last draft, like when they because, love. That was like, kind of the stem of this. 
I don't see him leaving, to be honest. Even like yeah, with all this stuff going on, I I see like them firing. I'm blanking his name, the GM. Yeah, good. And and then the only reason they haven't done yet is they're trying to find someone that can take over once they fire him. Like it's not just like you can't just drop everything and be, you know, and just fire someone like I don't know a franchise like Dallas does. You know, there's a good franchise plans on you know the succession plan afterwards or trying to find someone new. So. I've, I don't think he's going to be the GM. And I think that Rogers is going to say, because Rogers has said if they fire the GM that, you know, he'll stay. So I'm just thinking that Bortles is like a, a backup guy, you know, a guy that maybe in week 17 takes, you know, a week for him going into the playoffs for Rogers, you know, so I'm not too concerned about it. I mean, I understand why people are concerned about it. And if I'm, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would like to go out, but is Denver really that much better of a team than Green Bay right now? I th- I think for his I did, sake, I, I like that fit for, for Aaron Rodgers. I was just about to say that. It's a young it's a young core with a good young defense as well. They just re-signed Justin Simmons as well. They have a few other pieces on defense, but not only that, they have Jerry Judy. They have a good young O-line. Um, I forget. I'm blanking if they still have Lindsay in the backfield or not. I'm pretty sure he got dealt. No, but, it's, uh, just, it's just Gordon, yeah. Yeah, just Gordon. I also um, I also think that like the asking price is obviously too high on Aaron Rodgers because I personally think that the reason why the Cubs took fields is because they asked on Rodgers and the price was way too high for them. And that's why I think it was cheaper to trade up and get Fields than it was to go out and get Rodgers. Because I kind of think that Chicago was sneaky around the draft and was thinking about, you know, picking up Rodgers or at least trying to make an attempt. They were, th- they were never a little far-fetched, though, because yeah. they're in the same division. And I, I was about to say that. There's division. no chance that they make that deal. But at the same right, it's like there's really no overpriced package for Rodgers. If you have the chance to bring in Aaron Rodgers into your building, you take it, regardless of what it is. And the thing is, at the end of the day, there are many but, quarterbacks that you could really take right now. Like, tell tell me you wouldn't take Tom Brady in year 23 or year 21, whatever it is. Depends on what I'm giving up. Well, let's let's hypothetically say. Oh, because, oh, okay, because like, let, let's three years say, ago, the same package as Rodgers is asking right now. So probably like a good player in two picks, like first rounders or three first. But like, see, my whole thing is with two first rounders, let's say you're a mediocre team and a good young player. Like how, okay, how many years do you think Rodgers and Brady are playing. Brady's kind of a freak, so maybe he'll okay. play a couple Rogers more years. Is, Rogers is 34. He's shown no massive decline yeah, in performance. Coming off of an MVP season. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, he's basically in the second second or current prime of his career. There's really no knock on his game right now, or statistically. So, All I'm saying I mean, is that even despite the allegations, if I was going to trade for a quarterback right now, I'd rather trade for Deshaun because he's got a lot more uh, leg room in his career than well, Aaron. That's I, all I'm saying. Well, he has, he has leg room if he doesn't end up using his legs in prison. Uh, he also has a lot more charges on him, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got 20, 23 more. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but since when is football really cared about what goes on off the field, if we're being honest? Yeah. Well, I think 23 sexual assault cases that's, may kind of trump that bit. point. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't agree with him, you know, still playing, or I don't even know if he will play, but. He's, they're saying rumors are still spiraling. Like even Carolina was in on Deshaun Watson, I think, as late as three days ago. So, I mean, I'm sure his name's still being floated around pending all of this going away or or if justice being served, which it should rightfully be. But um, I just – it just – it just begs the question, how much does Green Bay really value Rodgers at this point? Like, he's given so much to the franchise. They're so willing to – and the thing is, to your point, too, if they're really making the decision between Guntagunts and Rodgers, then why are they bringing in Bortles? 
if they're letting Guntagoons make the move to bring in Bortles, that basically means that Rodgers is out. If they're giving Guntagoons the keys still to pick up another quarterback, that basically means he's gone. I, I mean, I think I have I, to... Yeah, I have to agree with Curtis here. I don't think that bringing in Bortles means that like they want to like get rid of Rodgers. I I think that I think that bringing in Bortles is is basically saying if we if we have to move on from Rodgers, then you know I don't know if they're rocking with Jordan Love because you know we haven't even seen him play a snap in the NFL and there was no preseason last year, so we have no idea what Jordan Love is going to be like. So um, you know they're just think, covering their asses. Yeah, like I don't. Like the Packers don't want to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but if they have to, then Blake Blake Bortles is probably a safer option than uh, than Jordan Love. But I just think that, or yeah, go ahead, Nate. No, I was just gonna. I, I completely understand that. I do, but it's like at the end of the day, they dug their, they dug their own grave. Whatever outcome happens to come yeah. this, it's like they basically set themselves up for this. So I mean, covering their own ass only kind of does so much. To the point, it's like, oh well, Aaron, we want you to stay. It's like, well, if you wanted him to stay, you would have drafted at least a receiver in the last ten years, and there yeah. were an ample amount of receivers you could have gotten even this year with the pick that they. But had. I don't see personally. I also don't know if that's you know an attack on Rodgers and just saying that you know. Like, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I'm not saying that I 100% agree with this mindset, but just thinking that, you know, hey, we could throw Joe Schmo from free agency from the draft as a wide receiver, and, you know, Aaron could throw like a thousand yards a game. Like, that's being ridiculous, but you get what I'm saying. Like, well, you could throw a ton of yards still. That's the thing, right? It's like, because you look at a guy like Tom Brady, and it's like, he's had, apart from like Randy Moss, who has he had to like, work with his his career like an all-star wide receiver Wes Welker Amendola Edelman I guess yeah but but I guess they're not but I get what you mean they're not like upper echelon yeah like they're They're, good they're not like Julio yeah exactly that's what I'm saying like you know casually just tosses yeah that's hilarious you're you're, you're gonna say Julio's (laughs) no no no, it's just of all receivers to name you would throw Julio into the hat there I just think it's funny I mean I gotta say on brand well the thing is the thing is for me though is like you look at where the NFL is going now, right? And all these players kind of be able to t- dictate their own, I guess, their own individual agenda, their own fantasy with their teams. Like Patrick Mahomes has an ample amount of weapons. Tom Brady was able to assemble the Avengers on his team on both sides <laughs> of the ball. So it's like, you look at it, how are you not Aaron Rodgers and you're looking at the situation that these guys have and you're not like, well, why can't I do this? And it's because yeah. of the front office. I think, it, I think it's an old school kind of way of running things where, you know, it's like, well, you work for us and you're, you're, you're the player and we're the, you know, we make the, the decisions. So you don't have as, you know, as much input, but I think when you're dealing with a guy as talented and, you know, as much of a generational quarterback as Aaron Rodgers, you have to give him some control over where the team goes. Um, you know, so I, I think what this really reminds me of the whole situation with Rodgers is it's kind of similar to, what was, you know, the rumors earlier this year about uh, Russell Wilson. But I think that the, the difference between the situation with Rodgers and the one with Russ is that I think that that situation was more easily repairable. I don't think it was, you know, uh, as damaged as the one with uh, with Rodgers and, and Gunta Kunst. Um, you know, you know, Russ's kind of disagreement was that he wasn't getting enough input with play calling and stuff like that. Like that can be fixed. But I think that the, the thing, the disagreement that Rogers has is, is, is a lot more kind of, um, you know, just about the whole way that the team is run and, and the way that um, they've kind of just 
given Rogers the, uh, you know, a cold shoulder and basically said, well, we're going to, we're going to do whatever we want. And I mean, you look at the draft this year and they didn't even draft the receiver until the third round, you know? So, uh, you know, and that was after these, these rumors came out. Um, so I don't know. I honestly think that, I think it's up to the Packers, whether or not Rogers leaves. I think if they, if they, if they fire the, the GM, um, obviously Rogers has said that, you know, he'll stay, but if they, if they don't want to do that, then I don't know, I guess they're rocking with, uh, with Blake Bortles, Blake but Bortles, I, yeah. I don't see that as a great decision. Um, so like if I was the Packers, I, to me, that's a no brainer. Like you, you, you want to keep Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's arguably, I would say other than Patrick Mahomes, if you're just talking about, you know, pure athletic ability, I'd say he's the, the number two quarterback in the NFL. So, well, Lamar Jackson. I mean, if we're talking athletic ability, I mean, Lamar throw, if you're talking about, well, if you're talking about, well, he just said athletic. That's the only reason I said that. But if you're yeah. talking about football ability, I'm, st- I'm taking Rodgers. I do agree. Yeah. I, one, of, one of the things I, I sorry, sorry go no, 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 go, go ahead, Robert. <laughs> one of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, a couple days ago, I was watching, uh, I think it was NFL Live or NFL Now, one of the things with um, Nate Burleson, who, if you're listening to this, please, Nate, uh, respond to come on our show. I'd love to have you come on our show. <laughs> one of the one of the things he brought up was that there's kind of two sides to the sort to the story in the sense that if you're if you're looking at this situation from Aaron Rodgers' point of view, you're saying to yourself like you know I've done so much for Green Bay and over the past years like it's basically like when you think of Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers like comes to your mind without a doubt. So in Rodgers' defense, he's saying you know why, why aren't you getting me any weapons after all I've done for you? You know, I've been nothing but great for this franchise and and all that. And then if you look at it, he said from the other side, from like the management perspective, you know, they're saying Rogers making 34, 30, 33 and a half million dollars a year. Like if you're in the NFL and you're getting paid that much, you should, you're expected to kind of deal with a situation like this. And you're kind of supposed to like push through it in the sense. And I kind of thought about it, but I think ultimately, like, it, it really comes down to the player because at the end of the day, if Rodgers wants to leave, he, he, he can leave and he will leave, I think. Like, it's really gotten to that point. And, you know, drafting Jordan Love obviously did not do him any favors, and now they brought in another quarterback. I'm not saying that Blake Bortles is going to overtake Aaron Rodgers' spot, but I really don't. I think it's just fueling to the fire, honestly. Yeah. I, I think it speaks more to their assessment of Jordan Love than it does of Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's just me. And also, sorry to uh, cut you off there, Robert. I did want to quickly add, I think we are kind of throwing some shade saying he's never had a good receiver. I think Devontae Adams has been a good oh, yeah. receiver oh, for him for the last three years. Yeah. And it's funny because even he came out a couple of days ago and said, you know, if Rodgers isn't his quarterback, he's going to move on from Green Bay as well. So, I mean, that kind of could, puts a little bit more pressure on the management. Yeah. The, the thing is, for me, is it just... It, as much as I do understand that there's two sides to the story and as much as I, I do understand that they did kind of dig their own grave with Rogers, as I brought up earlier, the thing is it comes down to respect. And the thing is how much, how much respect do you think they've shown for Rogers over the last two years by not drafting a quarterback, not making moves to improve their O-line, their offense, anything like that uh, involve him in player personnel decisions, involve him in more uh, player oriented play calling, situational play calling. It just, and, and but, I get it. You have so much faith in Jordan Love that you're wasting a first rounder that could have easily been a number two receiver. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm Rodgers, that's the, that has to be the last straw. That has to be the breaking point. Like I would not, I understand that you're getting paid that amount of money and you have to deal with the situation. But I mean, 
in terms of the upper echelon of players, there are very few who get dealt a hand like that and just soak it. And in my mind, Rogers shouldn't be expected to soak that because of the amount of greatness he's had over his career. He shouldn't just be expected to dwindle at this, basically in the second prime of his career. I mean, they should basically, they should, they should be putting a team around him to compete, especially considering the situation, in the NFC North, it's still their division to lose. The one thing that I will say just to play devil's advocate is because I, I heard a lot of people comparing this kind of situation um, to what was going on with, with Michael Jordan and the, uh, the Bulls management in the 90s. Um, and, you know, I think something even came out where Rogers was referring to Steve Guntekunst as Jerry Krause in, like, group chats or something. Um, so the, I think – but I think the difference – the difference there between, you know, those two comparisons is that, um, you know, Michael Jordan was winning championships, right? And it's like Rodgers, maybe with the, with the Packers, it's kind of like a what have you done for me lately thing, right? Where it's like, well, he has only won one Super Bowl and he's uh, one in four in NFC championships. Um, so I don't know, may, maybe that's their, you know, the way that they're looking at it. like. Um, you know, listen, obviously Aaron Rodgers is an unbelievable quarterback and, and one of the best in the NFL, but he has only won one Super Bowl. So I don't know. What I, do you guys think about that? Well, I, I just wanted to I, jump I, in. Just sorry, Curtis. I don't mean to talk over you, but I just want to jump in just off of what you said. Do you not think that that circumstance would be changed if they happen to make it, make a conceded effort to improve the situation that he's playing in? Oh yeah, but absolutely. I, yeah, because that's what I yeah. think. They're kind of giving him a rigged deck at that point. If you're making that comparison, and it's like it's all, I know you're not directly making that comparison because, yeah. as we said, we think he's had good receivers, like even Jordan Nelson, Jordy Nelson, Tudor, Michael Finley at tight end. Like he's had a lot of good pieces, but you would have to think that at some point, like especially with how stout Green Bay's defense was, and I understand they ran into a few tough teams in the in the mid 2010s, but in the same right, I mean, especially lately, like Rodgers could have been in the Super Bowl probably two of the last four years, you could argue. And it's like, what does it come down to at that point? Blackluster receiving core, decent O line, couple couple blunders on defense, which they've which they've happened to suffer, which is unfortunate. But like that kind of happens to everyone. But I um I don't mind I don't mind the comparison because it is justified. Like championships do kind of dictate success as much as individual success and act, accolades do mean a lot, which Rogers has in in uh, in influx amount of I guess so to speak. But I uh, I don't know if it's really justified in that point. It's a lot harder to win a championship in the NFL than the NBA. So I, I mean, I guess that's a great segue to what we're going to be talking yeah. about in a few minutes, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that really holds up, especially considering the circumstance that Rogers in, it is very anecdotal, as you mentioned, player to player, but I, uh, yeah, I don't think Rogers really falls under that bubble for me. I just, I think he deserves a lot more credit than he's getting. And I mean, especially with the unfair hand that he's been dealt in the last few years, I mean, he's really done everything he's been asked of. I, I think unfair hand is a little bit harsh. I think despite, you know, I know they haven't been drafting, uh, sorry, wide receivers or like even a running back in the first round, which I mean, in my opinion, no one should ever draft a running back in the first round these days. But, you know, that's another conversation for another day. Um, sorry, Robert. But um, uh, basically, like, it's not like they're tanking the team. They've been working on their defense to, mi- to have like, because in my opinion, the way I look at it is that I have, an all-time quarterback. He's going to score points. Like like I was saying earlier, like you could throw Joe Schmo out on as a wideout and he'll he'll hit him for a touchdown. That's that's fine. 
where it's what's really affecting is defense and not to bring it back to a lot of teams, but like one of these teams, Falcons, like many others, defense is a struggle. Like, and that's why they're not winning. Like you can have, you can score 50 points a game and lose 60 to 50 because you don't have a defense. And I think their defense looks really good right now. Like it's one of the stronger ones in that conference and in the NFL. So it's not like, you know, Oh, Rogers has nothing going on that team. They have a good defense, but I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And I also don't agree with, I, I also agree with the fact that they should have at least drafted one wide receiver in the first round over the last couple of years, but they're also building up that defense. So, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of opinion, like what you think is more important, which is working on the defense when you have Aaron Rodgers or giving Aaron Rodgers elite uh, receivers. And who even knows if these uh, wide receivers that they are, they draft would even be elite. We have no idea. We've seen a lot of busts happen, especially in the wide receiver classes in the last couple of years. So, I mean, I don't disagree with that, but you look at what the recipe for success is in today's NFL, it's weapons on weapons. Like depth, depth wins championships. I mean, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Bucks. like they don't stop bringing in weapons. They don't stop bringing in guys who have the ability to play. And you see all these guys who are getting touches who necessarily wouldn't on other teams. It's because they understand that you need depth regardless because you never know what's going to happen. There's going to be an injury. A guy gets cold, guy gets cut, something pops up, Deshaun Watson, something like that. You never know. But it's one of those things, it can never hurt to have too much talent. And when you have a almost negative amount of talent on one side of the ball, I understand stacking up on defense. You got to fuck, you got to stop the holes at some point. You got to stop the flood. I completely understand. But at some point, you got to be able to put guys in positions to win. And Rodgers has not been benefiting from a good situation to win. But wouldn't you say yeah. having a good defense puts him in a situation to win? Because that's what wins games. Good but, teams but not win at the with detriment. defense. He's, he's not throwing. Like, he, like even if we go to uh, Brady's, like, Super Bowl teams. Those teams have had good defenses, especially with the Patriots. And yeah, I, we saw and that we, and yeah, we saw that the Bucks this year. I think defense is what wins this championship. So yeah, I don't know. You kind of have to, I don't want to say put defense. I mean, at some point it's got to cross your mind. Hey, how about we draft a receiver? Like one of the last two years, like Jordan Love, first of all, shouldn't have even been drafted in the first round, let alone drafted at all, if I'm being honest. Like there were plenty of quarterbacks that are better than Jordan. And they Love. traded up for him. Yeah. Like there was no justification to not only making that pick where they were at to begin with, but also trading up for it, giving up more assets and then still making that pick. So, I mean, I just, I don't really know where to draw the line here. I mean, we've been going around in circles with this for a while. I I mean, I just, I just think it boils down to the respect factor. I mean, for how much Rogers has given to this franchise and how much he's performed and how, how long of a prime he's had compared to some other quarterbacks in the league i mean that has to be worth more than not drafting a receiver for him that has to be more than not putting an offense around him that can go out and compete against the best of the best that has to be better than what like not not making a super bowl since what when he won uh i don't think he's been to another one no he's only been to one yeah yeah so i mean like what are what are we doing here i understand drafting for defense and defense wins championships but i mean at some point you got to put you got to put guys you got to surround your best players with good guys to make them better and it's but like, I also I also don't think like for example their O line's not bad and sure they don't no, their O line's never been bad it hasn't been the issue and so okay so what are we nitpicking about the fact that he doesn't have a secondary receiver uh, beyond uh, Devonte Adams no it's because they're not giving him respect <laughs> the Packers organization has done nothing to instill faith in Aaron Rodgers over the last four to five years. yeah, like, yeah but why why draft like for example. No offense to running backs, but 
I'm sorry. Like, I don't even like think that drafting running back the first two rounds makes any sense because a, you know, they're, you know, they're injury prone because of the position. And B, I think that, you know, a lot of them come out on free agency. Like we saw, you know, the Steelers let Connor go and who I think is a really good running back that anyone can pick up on free agency right now. So I'm just, so I don't think that's the issue. So then, okay. And you were saying the old line's good. So you don't need to approve on the old line. So you're the only thing you're looking at is wide receiver. And I'm sorry, but there's some good wide receivers that have been taken out of the first round. I'm sure that that's the same for every position. Yeah. I'm, uh, I know that, but like, I Again, can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm like changing my opinion have all like, for this <laughs> conversation, but like, I like, I, I think that, you know, their defense was so bad a couple of years ago that they've really, you know, turned it around. And that's why this team's now top of that division, but you I know, mean, they were out of the just, playoffs last year because of the defensive player, Kevin King. He made the worst play of their postseason. So, I mean, how good is their defense at that point if one guy can't make one play? I mean, it's a Hail Mary with no time left. You're playing yeah, one-on-one. You, and you got absolutely torched. I mean, was it Scotty Miller? Yeah, and I mean, it's whatever. Like, it happens. Anecdotal one play decides a game. I get it. But, again, you bring up one position on offense that they need. So why the fuck aren't they taking the one position of need? But the, It doesn't make the, sense. And then I, you draft Jordan Love in place of that position of need, the only real position of need. It doesn't make sense. And again, it comes down to the respect thing. He's an all-time great. He deserves to be treated like an all-time great. And he hasn't been treated like an all-time great. I I was the starting Then why hasn't he left earlier? Why didn't he leave? Because he hasn't had the opportunity. He's finally finally coming to his realization now that they have no faith. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers and they draft Jordan Jordan Love, that is a slap in my face. And I'm taking the first train out of town. Then why did he's taking this personally? Then why did he? It's just, I'm done. Uh, It's just, it's frustrating because I understand both points and it's really hard to like pick one side of it because I understand you're getting paid to do it. You're getting paid to put into a situation. You're getting paid to be an athlete. You're not getting paid to be able to choose your own destiny. But in terms of the upper echelon of players, if I'm, if I'm looking across the table and I'm seeing what Tom Brady can do and how much faith his organization has in him. And if I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes and how much faith and how many weapons they both have, how am I Aaron Rodgers, who's arguably on the same platform as both of them right now, and I'm not reaping any of the same benefits? I Yeah, I just, I just thought of something, too, with you mentioned Tom Brady. I think Rodgers might be looking at how – like, look, look at Tom Brady in New England. He Tom Brady just kind of shut up, let Belichick – you know, make the draft picks and he played with whoever was put in front of him. And then he left and went to Tampa Bay. And then all of a sudden he has massive control over, you know, what players he puts on the field and, and who he's playing with and play calling and everything. And I think that Aaron Rodgers might be looking at that and saying, well, either I can stay with green Bay and kind of be like how Tom Brady was with new England, or I can go to another team and be like how Tom Brady is with Tampa Bay, where I can just do it. You know, I basically have control over, uh, you know, the, the personnel or the play calling or whatever. So I think that um, I think that that's I think that could have also influenced Aaron Rodgers decision, because obviously he's he's, you know, in that same tier of quarterbacks with Tom Brady. So he, he sh- you know, he should get that same uh, level of respect. I, to- I, think- I totally agree with what you just said. I, I think that's another discussion to have another day is the fact that whether it is smart to have players make managerial decisions. I think yeah. that's another conversation you could have because I'm on the side of no. But, but I think, but again, but you one, look at, once you, look you at get to NBA, that upper echelon, you know what I mean? Like that's when it, respect. 
Yeah. I, and it's I like, feel like you look at the NBA, it's my, the like, way, like LeBron James gets to dictate yeah. his roster almost every other year. And it's like, that's kind of just the respect that you get at that. Yeah. Point. But I, basketball is also a completely different sport than football. Oh, but. I completely agree. But it's, it's the same principle. I, but I also think that as a player, you kind of have tunnel vision in terms of like, obviously, anyways. Uh, we should probably. Yeah, we're getting off topic. <laughs> we we we've we've talked was, about this for a yeah. long time. Yeah, but this, we've been on topic one for forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was a war. But was, uh, some editing here for Jack. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. this could be an unreal trim job to get down the gold <laughs> nuggets of this thing. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a great segue to our uh, to our next topic, um, which is also about comparing the NFL to NBA. So. Kendrick Perkins, uh, former uh, NBA player, uh, recently made a, a little bit of a controversial statement. Um, he said it's way harder to win a championship in the NBA than the NFL. So, w- w- just what do you what are your guys' first thoughts about that statement? Uh, can I start um, off first by saying that I'm sorry? Who gives a fuck about Kendrick Perkins' yeah. opinion? <laughs> on- <laughs> I, I completely point. agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's a former NBA player, full time clown. Yeah, that's that's his title. Some very the only bigger from, from, is Stephen A. Mouth. So I mean, hey, yeah, it's, from, at least from, Stephen A. At least no, Stephen I, a I like Stephen. I like <laughs> Have Stephen you seen a. that segment where Stephen yeah. A. is trying to talk about hockey? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's that's, that's not his element. You can't. Yeah, judge. it's not that's his not, wheelhouse. Yeah. It's hey, not yeah. Come on, Stephen. It's like. It's like sticking a swimmer like, in a bullpen and asking him to throw 95. Yeah. It's just but not it, his, it's not his element. But also like he could have done like a little bit of research, like just like a tiny bit. He, he clearly did no research. Yeah. <laughs> he can't play. He can't play. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. to be like, Kai McDavid is a bum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a Gudala. <laughs> That's no, that's Kellerman. Uh, yeah, I no, I know that's Kellerman. That guy's a piece of work too. Yeah, I like Kellerman. Anyways. At least he has some Anyway, sorry. And also, what? yeah, I 100 disagree because yeah, a, so do I. The, the NFL the NFL playoffs is one and done, which makes it increasingly harder. Yeah. And B, yeah, it's harder to make what you would call a super team in the NFL. Like LeBron oh, yeah. James, he just shows up somewhere. They're like, hey guys, every good player just happens to come here as soon as I show up. Whoa! Like, but but even even just the way that the game works, it's like in basketball, it's so much easier to just. I mean, you can have one good player, and that makes your team a lot better. Yeah, you know what I mean. LeBron James. Yeah, like just just because of the like, just look at the amount of number of people on the court as opposed to football. Like, right? Yeah, like in basketball, you don't need to have five guys, or is it more people on the O line? I'm trying to count right now in my head. Five guys. Five. Yeah, five guys protect you to do your yeah. job. Like, yeah. imagine if you just plucked away an O-lineman from the NFL. It's like, you're getting murdered every yeah. time as the quarterback. So Yeah, like, the, su- the superstar effect is way, way more effective in the NBA than it is in the NFL. I mean, you can have, you can have one guy that can take over a game or take over an entire series and get hot at the right time and your team will win. But when are you going to get that in the NFL? You take a full varsity team and stick Tom Brady back there, he's not going to win a championship. Yeah, you take you take LeBron James, stick him on a high school team. He'd have a better shot. Le- well, LeBron James could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals right now with a high school. Well, team. LeBron yeah. basically took a varsity team in the Cavs and brought him to a championship. So he did as much well, as he could. Yeah, that team wasn't. I can kind of. That was arguably the least talented team to ever make an NBA Finals, and it was exclusively because of LeBron. 
exclusively because of LeBron. But I will say, not even to make Kevin the, loves a nice argument. A I like player. Kevin Love. I'm not. I'm not. Kevin, I'm not okay. Kevin Love. No, it's just I love. I love how we're all dancing around the one guy. What Kyrie? Yes, I love Kyrie. Kyrie's very polarizing. My my one my one buddy, he's a he's a big Kyrie fan. I'll shout out John. Flatter. But he uh, Ky- flatter, <laughs> flatter yeah, big flat Earth guy. No, I Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie's a great talent. Hit one of the best shots of all time. But anyway, not to get off topic, it's definitely way harder to win a championship in the NFL. I don't know how Kendrick Perkins says that and doesn't look at himself <laughs> in the mirror and say, "I am a dumbass." Um, I just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a one. In, it's a completely one and done. It's the same way Stephen A. says what he says. Going off on Stephen A. Yeah, I was going to say, what did Stephen A. do to you? Like, Patrick Perkins is justified. Kevin, or Stephen, Stephen A. is like one of the biggest, biggest faces in sports. I mean, yeah, I I I love the guy, but his takes aren't, you know, always the greatest. Like, they're not. Everyone on, everyone on first take has some, like, bad take. Look at Max Kellerman, you know, oh, Tom Brady's falling off a cliff, guys. Now it's a ravine. Now it's a ravine. It's not a ravine or it's not a cliff anymore. It's a ravine now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you bring it down to the player effect, how many are on the field. You bring down the superstar effect, whatever you want. At the end of the day, and like he even makes, he even makes a point here. Teams make adjustments by the seventh game. Every player knows everybody's tendencies. He's arguing against himself at that point. Like you have seven chances or I guess, well, (laughs) it's a four, it's a four and you're out in seven game series, but you technically have, even if your team is garbage, you have four games to adjust and win a game or get momentum. In the NFL, what you have a half, you have a second half to adjust. Yeah, minutes. come on. Yeah, like and come on now. Like, what are we doing? The other thing too is just look at like compare the two sports. Like football is a full contact sport. Basketball obviously isn't. So it's kind of you get into that you know uh, battle of you know uh, just who who can who can who can last longer. Yep. You know, in terms of um, injury and and. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I think if, even if you take the, the most important position player, you know, on a football team, which is a quarterback, you can have the best quarterback in the world. If the rest of the, if the rest of your team is garbage, you're not going to win anything. Whereas, you know, if you have a guy like LeBron James on your, on your basketball team, um, even if the, the rest of the players are subpar, you know, he can carry you to, to a championship. So. One of one of the points he makes is, he justifies it by like in the NFL, you know, if you have a first round by from then on out, you only have to win three games to win the Super Bowl, and you have a week off in between the championship game and the Super Bowl for the Pro Bowl. And he says in the NBA, you have to win 16 playoff games in order to hold up the championship. So, I mean, th- this point literally makes no sense to me because I don't know, Kendrick, did you want the NFL to schedule 16 playoff games in order to justify it? Like these people play 16, well, not 17, but they play 16 games all year and they barely survive. So, I mean, you know, I, I've said it so many times. A couple of people have said like, you know, why, why don't they play football like more than once a week? I'm like, these people, they're going to die. Like yeah. they're literally, go- they're literally, they there's, won't be able to do it. There's a reason like, that there's that each team only has like what one or two short weeks a year because yeah. their bodies can't keep because up. Like there's a reason that recovery recovery time is so important. And you look and, at the, yeah. it's almost the same recovery process in the NBA, except these guys aren't hitting each other at full speed. And there's no, they're like load management is actually a term, like it's a thing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I imagine Patrick Mahomes being load managed. Yeah, like, what for like, for half a billion dollars? Imagine him being load like, managed. Hilarious. Never understood it. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the first time that we've all agreed on something. I mean, yeah. I think to be honest, that could be the most agreeable point you could ever bring up. 
and to be honest, I, I understand that there's arguments for both sides, but like there's, it's just way more glaring in the NFL's favor. Like, well, like how, how could you possibly justify the NBA being a harder championship to win? I mean, given maybe possible injuries, but the same thing happens in the NFL. And if not, maybe at a worst extent, you lose your number one corner. You're not replacing him. You lose your best yep. player in your starting lineup. I'm sure there's a guy on your bench that could come in and drop 15 to 20 a game. Yeah, I think I think the thing too about like um you know the number of games you have to win to win the championship, it's kind of like a, you can look at it one of two ways because it's like, okay, well you have to win more games to to win an NBA championship, but at the same time you can look at it the other way and say you have way more opportunities. Chances. Yeah, you have yeah. way more opportunities to lose and still be in it. If you lose one game in the NFL playoffs, you're out. You're done. Adios. So. I don't know. I I don't see and that I mean, as a great you, argument. You talk about like this guy says, you know, teams make adjustments. Adjustments is literally the, the name of the game in the NFL. Like yeah. not for anything. Remember a couple of years ago when Kansas, Tennessee and Kansas City met in the championship game and Tennessee got off to that huge lead and Kansas City scored like 40 unanswered. Like yeah. if you can't tell me that Andy Reid made adjustments for that game and Curtis, I hate to bring it up, but if you can't tell me that Bill Belichick made adjustments in the second half, or never mind in the fourth quarter against Atlanta in that Super Bowl. Like it's the name of the game. That's how you win football. You make adjustments and you have literally 60 minutes to do it. And don't get me wrong. I understand making little individual adjustments here and there throughout the game of the NBA, but tell me when you're lining up across from each other, a D line shift, uh, an individual matchup, an audible on offense motions. Like I understand that there's things along those lines in the NBA, but not even close to the same extent, no. not even not close. close. And the thing not is, even close. on the fly, you want to talk about it. Yeah. If you're, if you're manning up on defense, in the NBA, yeah, I could understand maybe switching a man who's getting absolutely torched. But other than that, besides switching a man, switching zone, switching away, you're playing a guy, uh, pushing him to the baseline, keeping him on the perimeter, playing high on screens. Aside from that, what little adjustments are you making on the fly to really dictate the outcome of the game every single play? It's just not even close. If you're making the adjustments argument, it goes in the NFL's favor again. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Not, so yeah, not to go off on a tangent, but yeah. Kendrick think, Perkins, you're wrong. Yeah. A lot of you're respect wrong. for you, KP, but not there. You're That's wrong. Just, get, it, get it together. The, the biggest it's thing good. with me is just the war of attrition thing. It's like just the fact that basketball is not a, a contact sport and football is, I think that just almost automatically makes it harder yeah. to win. You know what I mean? Like in and of itself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so you're wrong, uh, Perkins. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Hendrick Perkins is off the perks. <laughs> uh, what else do you got? Another topic we have here. I guess this this is kind of like our, our only really like you know football like current. moves that have been going on. Yeah, yeah current news. You it's can't you can't see it right now on the camera, but I'm currently Tebow kneeling in uh, in solidarity. <laughs> Tebow. Um, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> well, from a, P- from a PR point of view, I love it. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, this is, I think the elephant in the room is like, okay, would Tim Tebow have gotten this job if Urban Meyer was not the head coach of the Jacksonville exactly. Jaguars? No Probably chance. not. They're also neighbors. Um, so. Oh, really? I didn't even yeah, know they're pretty much They pretty much like live across from each other, apparently. So that'd be a pretty awkward walk to get the paper from yeah. the, uh, the paper from the mailbox and be like, hey, why, why are we not throwing him here, Urban? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Hey. Um, hey, Tim. I mean, as, as I said, from like, from a PR perspective, I get it. Like you're bringing in all of Tebow mania, like everyone, for the most part, like no one's really going to hate on it. They just want to see the guy succeed. Yes. He's like, what? Eight years out of football. I'm sorry. Did you just say Tebow mania? 
That's yeah. what it was called when he That's was. What it was called? Yeah, it was Tebow. Yeah. Dude, he was the face of college football for every single year he was there. He was the basically yes, the face but, of the NCAA for forever. Yeah, like most other people, he's kind of had an interesting uh, career. At, sorry, after college, I mean, he played double A baseball for three years. Yeah, he stayed <laughs> in athletics. I mean, not to say uh, people are saying he's in the best shape of his life. I mean, he still has to prove it. Still has to prove he can run routes and play tight end. But as I said, from a PR perspective, I get it. You're bringing a lot of fans are bringing a lot of attention to Trevor Lawrence, but from a player perspective, this makes absolutely no sense. If you want to talk about bringing a guy to make an immediate impact and play the position, it is not Tim Tebow. I'm just going to say it. I'm not being a hater. It's just being realistic. Well, that team, but have we, have we seen Tim Tebow play as a tight end? Like we don't but, know. Like maybe but wouldn't, this guy but could wouldn't be the we, next George Hill. I, I don't I disagree, but at the same time, do we not think I, that he would have been a better tight end in his prime, in, in his athletic well, prime before he went to baseball? So, I, I mean, can't. I understand it's not an ideal situation, but I mean, look, like you look at the names, like you have Jesse James, Tyler Eifert, Josh Hill, like you have plenty of better tight ends that you could bring in just to make nah, it. bro, Tim back. Tebow. You're like Kellerman. I want Tebow. <laughs> I, I can't believe I want Tebow. we're even talking about this man. Like, I'm sorry. Like I have respect for him somewhat, but also at the same time, like, Bro, just like ride off into the sunset, please. Like, I want to stop talking about you. Just a quick, <laughs> like, quick throw in. I just want to note this really quickly. I actually just searched up Tim Tebow tight end highlights, and uh, the Florida some, Gators some catch guy, <laughs> during pregame. <laughs> some guy posted a twenty-five second video on YouTube saying Tim Tebow's ultimate tight end highlights, and then bracket <laughs> must see, and it's literally just him catching a little out route for like four yards three yards on the that's jets. all the that's all the proof i need so Man, I, I, it's I, I, i'm sorry if that doesn't convince you that this guy can i watched, tight end, I I don't watched know a very though. similar oh. youtube video last night of tim tebow's they, it was actually titled tight end slash halfback career highlights and it was him running a <laughs> jogging route and catching it over his head and like four middle-aged women going woo in the, in the stand. it was hilarious I, I just the only thing I like about this is I can't wait to see it. Some D lineman absolutely destroy him. Lay him out. Like every single gonna... team is marking the Jacksonville Jaguars on their calendar. <laughs> Tebow is lining up against them. That is the only thing that is going to hinder his ability besides his actual ability is going to be him getting killed and bumped off the line every single time he tries to run a route. Every yeah. single time. I mean, isn't it kind of crazy though that Tim Tebow's last snap in the NFL was him throwing the the TD pass in the first play of overtime to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> You're Robert. Cops of the Rose. This guy had to go out of his way. Distinguish that it is the Pittsburgh Steelers, not just the Sorry, Steelers. Li- the li- Pittsburgh Steelers. Li- Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Siri, you um, play Marvin's room. Please. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, it, it is crazy. This is yeah. literally just like a meme, in my opinion. But to be honest, we just have to I, in there because as much it's, as it's too as epic as, not to talk about. Yeah. yeah. As much as I don't, as much as I don't think this is going to work out genuinely, I, for the sake of Tim Tebow, I want this to work out because how amazing would this storyline be if he goes from playing quarterback, being one of the most polarizing college quarterbacks of all time, going to play baseball, going to the booth, and then coming back onto the field at a different position he's never played before and actually succeeding. And the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope is the Jags don't have a tight end. They have uh, Shaughnessy or whatever his last name is. He barely got receptions last year. I don't even think he clips like 300 yards. So, I mean, it's not like, like Tebow's going to go in and get touches. If he makes this team, he's going to get touches. So, I mean, it just comes down to how well he's actually going to play in the cut of it. But 
I don't know. The, I, have hope, I have hope for Tebow. He's still an athletic specimen. Like, guy's still built. He apparently he's in the best shape of his life, according to scouting reports and himself. So, I mean, I can't really knock it till I see it. Don't don't hate it till you try it. I'm, I'm, I'll just say one last thing, and then you guys can agree or disagree with me. Oh, my God, that voice crack was insane. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Jeez. Uh, now, Happens to the best one off the rails. Keep, we're going to cut that off. Anyways. Um, no, I'm definitely keeping that up. <laughs> well, they, they know, don't want to see you win. Do you have, do you have any, know, any, any closing thoughts on uh, on Tebow Mania making its return? Well, as I said, I think it's great for their PR. I think it takes some attention off of Trevor Lawrence, which will be nice. I think it might and actually also, take all the attention off of Trevor Lawrence. To be also, honest, also this this team is not going to be good this year either way. So, I mean, they have a lot of holes still. I don't think Etienne was the right pick. I mean, we talked about that on the on the review pod that we uh, recorded for the uh, for the article. But I mean, I don't know. I the Jags are probably going to go like five and twelve, six and eleven, something like that. Yeah. If I had to pick, I, I mean, I'm I think thinking, it's a pretty round number. Like I'm looking at their schedule. I know. I'm going to bring up the Falcons because I'm the Falcons fan, but just think about the difference between Tim Tebow lining up against like, imagine like Kyle Pitts speed versus like Tim Tebow. Like imagine they like, like lined up for a run. Like Tim Tebow would be like, like yards behind it. No. Pitts. Yeah. Like, Kyle Pitts, Pitts, Pitts and, also ran like well, what? One of the, well, one yeah, of the, not mean, the fastest forties <laughs> yeah. at tight end ever. Also, shout out, uh, uh, Metcalf were actually looking competitive in that Olympic qualifying. That was run. unbelievable. Like he finished like, last, yeah. but he was like an arm length away from some of those guys, and they'd been and, training their entire life for that. And he's also like a hundred pounds heavier than half those guys. He looked like that one uh, AAU kid who you knew wasn't fifteen, but the coach got him on the team and said he was 15. <laughs> like, "What was that movie where he's like, I am twelve on the birth certificate? I am twelve. Yeah." Um, I forget. Damn, I'm blanking that movie. I feel bad now, but that's be yeah. I don't know. DK definitely held his own there. All right, so uh, that wraps up um, our third episode of the of Spike the uh, the OTL football podcast. Um, I'd like to thank um, Curtis Martin and Nate Kennedy for coming on, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>